Do your kids want more Mystery Kids episodes? Are you sick of the same ones playing every single day? Well, we have the perfect place for you. Head over to become a Patreon today. For $5 a month, you'll get two more bonus episodes, plus episodes that are already in Patreon. Episodes like The Deepest Hole on Earth, The Great Emu War in Australia of 1932, The Bombing of Hawaii's Volcano, The Dancing Plague, The Ohio Grassman, and some animal fact episodes about the pangolin, the ai the axolotl, and the taipan, plus much, much more. This makes a wonderful birthday present for your kids and gives you way more to talk about as a family, which is the whole point of the Mystery Kids podcast. So for $5 a month, you can get two more bonus episodes plus all the past episodes. To become a patron, go to Patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com backslash Mystery Kids Pod and sign up today. Thank you so much for your support. On today's episode of the Mystery Kids Podcast, we'll be talking about Strange Octopus Stories. Welcome to Mystery Kids Podcast. Welcome to another episode of the Mystery Kids Podcast. We are so grateful for you and would like to make a huge announcement. We just hit 100,000 plays. That just absolutely blows my mind. Thank you so much to everyone that's been sharing this podcast. Make sure you're following us on Instagram and on Facebook at the Mystery Kids Podcast. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And we're so grateful that you're able to come and enjoy this podcast that we can just keep it going. Today, I have some fun and amazing stories about octopuses. So first, I actually looked it up because I wasn't sure if the plural of octopus is octopuses or octopi. It is actually octopuses. So good to know moving forward um, that I can now say octopuses and actually know not octopi, octopuses. So more than one octopus, it becomes an octopuses. Got it. All right. So today I am telling a bunch of fun, adventurous stories about the octopus. Episode 13, I actually talked about the Kraken. And this is when we found the giant squid and found out it was actually a real creature. So that was such a cool episode. I am absolutely fascinated by the giant squid. So today we're going to talk about the octopus and some of the amazing facts surrounding the octopus and these incredible stories. I actually had some of my listeners reach out, Danica, Sierra, and Ella, with these really fun stories. So I had to share them with you. First of all, let's start with some fun octopus facts. I wanted to do this at the end, but I think you need to know some of these things before we get into some of the stories. So there's around 300 species of octopus. They're usually located in tropical and temperate ocean waters. They're divided into finned deep sea ones that live on the ocean floor, and finless shallow water varieties found around the coral reefs. Octopuses have two eyes in a globe-shaped head, off which protrude eight long limbs called tentacles that have two rows of sucker senses. Octopuses are amazing and can squeeze through really tight spaces. They're invertebrates, which means they have no skeleton. And some species actually have a protective casing in their mantle or the top of their head. 
An octopus has a really hard beak, like a parrot beak, and that's what they use to break in and eat their prey, such as crabs and shellfish. So this parrot beak is actually super hard, and it's the only hard piece on their body. Octopuses have three hearts, so they must be very lovable. The largest octopus is believed to be the giant Pacific octopus, which weighs about 15 kilograms or 33 pounds and has an arm span up to 4.3 meters or 14 feet. Octopuses are believed to be incredibly intelligent, especially compared to other invertebrates, which I mean, that's not saying much because the other options aren't that great, but they are extremely intelligent. An octopus's main defense against predators, such as sharks, is to hide and camouflage itself by using certain skin cells to change color. This can also be used to talk with or to warn other octopuses. So they can actually camouflage their skin like a chameleon, and they can kind of do it on command and cue, and they can do it very, very quickly. Another defense mechanism they have is to make a very fast escape. Octopuses can eject a thick blackish ink in a large cloud to distract the predator while the octopus uses a siphon jet propulsion to escape really, really quickly. So it makes them go headfirst and shoot in the water with their arms trailing behind them. The last defense that they have for an octopus is to shed a tentacle, similar to how a gecko or a lizard can all of a sudden just like take off its tail. An octopus is able to regenerate a lost tentacle. Octopuses have very, very good eyesight and an excellent sense of touch. A female octopus can lay on average about 200,000 eggs. However, fending for themselves, only a handful of the hatchlings will survive until adulthood. Octopuses usually live for about 6 to 18 months. Males only live a few months after mating, and females die of starvation shortly after their protected eggs hatch. We actually watched on Netflix. It's called My Octopus Teacher. It was really, really fascinating to watch. This filmmaker um, decides to do a video. He meets this octopus that's living near him in South Africa, and he basically becomes friend with the octopus. And you watch him as he begins to learn and understand this octopus. And um, in the end, though, the octopus does lay eggs. It's So, so fascinating and such a beautiful, beautiful story. I highly suggest watching it. So let's move on to our amazing octopus stories. First, we're going to talk about the Santa Monica Pier Aquarium. So it was a Tuesday morning and the people, the staff all began to get to work when they noticed, because you would notice this, that hundreds of gallons of seawater had soaked their offices. So they began to do this investigation. Who could have all of a sudden made this leak happen? What could have possibly happened? Well, the culprit was eight-legged. It was a two-spotted octopus, a tiny female who is very, very curious, and she was the culprit. She did it. The most important evidence against this octopus was the dislodged tube in its 10-gallon tank, and there was a steady stream of water flowing out of the tank. The octopus apparently tugged on the valve 
allowing this water to overflow. One of the aquarium workers said, we're estimating we lost a few hundreds of gallons of seawater onto the aquarium floor. The suspect weighs about one pound. Its head is about the size of a football and its tentacles are twice as long. She's done this before, but it's the first time she's done it while no one is around, said one of the aquarium staff. It took them hours and hours to clean up. She was such a sweet little octopus that nobody would have a clue what she was capable of. In fact, right after they had fixed the valve, she was already playing with the valve again. And in fact, in 1994, there was a giant octopus that was found dead in an empty tank in Cabrillo Marine Aquarium after the 58-pound animal apparently pulled out the tube and drained the tank during the night. So we're grateful that she survived this tank draining. Next up, we have Paul the Octopus. Paul the Octopus is a very unique octopus because he would correctly predict the results of football matches. Since Paul is a German octopus, football means soccer if you live in America. Football means, you know, football if you live in Europe. But he lived in Germany. And what would happen is his keepers would present him with two different boxes that contained food. The boxes were exactly identical, except that they were decorated with different team flags of the different competitors that were coming up in the different football soccer matches. And whichever box Paul would eat from first would consider his prediction for the match. They mostly worked on Germany national football teams playing. So Paul correctly chose the winning team in four of Germany's six Euro 2008 matches. So four out of six matches he picked correctly. Then he picked all seven of the matches in the 2010 World Cup, including Germany's third place playoff winning over Uruguay on the 10th of July. He also correctly chose Spain as the winner of the 2010 FIFA World Cup final. So in all, Paul amazed the record of 12 correct predictions out of 14. So 12 out of 14 he picked correctly. And that made his success rate 85.7%. I have some images of Paul the Octopus on our website. Head over to mysterykidspodcast.com and go to this specific episode and you can find these pictures. Um, In reading through this, there were actually some other animals that they tried this prediction technique. So they also had a Leon the porcupine, Petty the pygmy hippopotamus, I can't even say this with a straight face, it's so funny, Anton the tamarind, which is a type of monkey, Manny the parakeet of Singapore, who actually became famous for correctly predicting the results of all four quarter finalist matches, Um, And they've got Rabo the octopus, who also correctly predicted the results of all of Japan's stage games in the 2018 FIFA World Cup. There's actually a memorial to Paul at the Sea Life Center in Oberhausen. 
Another German octopus is known for his also cunning, cunning streak. Now, he did not predict football games, but he he was pretty naughty little octopus. At the Sea Star Aquarium in the city of Coburg in Germany, um, they kept having these strange things happen during the night. Um, The whole electrical system would short out of the entire aquarium. They would fix it in the morning, but the next night it would happen again and again. It just kept happening over and over again. So the third day, they decided they were going to spend the night at the aquarium and they would wait and watch and see what would happen which was nothing. He didn't lose the lights that night. They weren't sure what was going on. But in the morning, they walked in and saw their octopus, Otto, was shooting water at the lights. Otto the octopus was a six-month-old rabble rouser, had climbed up the side of his tank and was squirting water at the 2,000-watt spotlight overhead. It turns out the aquarium staff had trained Otto to aim and squirt water, but at the visitors, not at the lights. Otto himself had made the connection between turning out the lights and causing a commotion. They say the people of Coburg are coming up with new ways to keep Otto occupied, like giving him a chessboard. He was extremely adaptive to his surrounding, so he would watch the chessboard, and it's black and white, black and white, and it would keep him entertained for a long time. And finally, he was like, "Uh, no, I'm done. And he threw it out of the aquarium. Oh, silly little Otto. Next up, we have an escape artist known as Inky the Octopus. Now, there are tons and tons of picture books about him. If you actually go to our website, I have a bunch of our picture books listed, so you can check those out from Amazon. So Inky the Octopus was in the National Aquarium of New Zealand, New Zealand in Napier. It was He was just such a nighttime escape artist. So what happened was he busted through his enclosure and because he was a contortionist, he could move his body really, really tight because octopus can. He quietly crossed the floor. He slithered through a narrow drain hole about six inches in diameter and jumped into the sea and disappeared. Now, Inky was about the size of a soccer ball. The aquarium keepers noticed the escape when they came into work and discovered that Inky was not in his tank. A less independent-minded octopus was there named Blotchy. He was just hanging, chilling out, and he didn't want to leave. But they said they searched all the aquarium's pipes, and after, they actually found Inky's trail, but it led to this pipe that they couldn't figure out where he went to from there. Because these octopuses have such a complex brain, they have excellent eyesight, they are amazing, fantastic escape artists, and they've been known to really move around and play at night. So from what they found, the actual pipe that Inky was able to get to led him back to the sea where hopefully Inky has a fantastic new life with a wonderful new story. Next up is Sid, Sid the octopus. He was the star attraction at the aquarium of the New Zealand Marine Studies Center. So Sid was known for escaping multiple times. They said that he actually escaped from his tank and went missing for five days. And then he went missing twice a couple times for a month. 
He used the drain to seawater tanks outside the aquarium. They believe Sid truly wanted to go find his soulmate, that he would go out and swim to the harbor to meet up with a few of the ladies that he loved out there. So he'd swim around for a couple of weeks and have a couple ladies just waiting for him to come around. So he was very driven by love. And I mean, what would you do? Would you escape from an aquarium for someone you love? Now we have to talk about this really, really naughty octopus in Dorset, England. His name is Squirt because he would learn a technique similar to the one that would squirt at the um, lights. He would actually squirt water at the employees every time they passed his tank or even visitors. He would have the funnest time just squirting and trying to get everybody wet and bothering them anytime somebody would walk past his cage. I hope you enjoyed these stories. I thought they were really funny and super hilarious to listen to. So some more interesting things that you might not know about octopus. So an octopus, they actually can use coconuts or shells, and they will collect them around their body and walk along the sea floor. They also have been known to walk in a bipedal way, which means like bipedal, bi means two pedal means feet. So walk on their two feet like two feet, two feet like humans do. Another interesting trait that they have is they can shape shift. So because their bodies literally can just mold almost anything they want, they will shape their bodies to mimic different species. And they'll especially pick things like predators so that they seem like they're really big. So they can um, look like a flatfish a lionfish, a jellyfish, or even sea snakes, and they'll change their color to look like these creatures to protect them. The octopus has been known to play a lot. Yes, they can be naughty and do silly things, but they actually are extremely, extremely playful. They will play with different fish, and they often will find friends, other octopus to play with them. So when we as humans make decisions, we usually do it with like our brain, right? We're trying, that's our central nervous system. Well, in an octopus, there isn't anything centralized. Those neurons are spread throughout their entire body and everything. I mean, to their suckers, they can feel it all. So they make decisions really quickly with their arms. That's how they make any type of decision. So we use our brains and an octopus uses their arms to make decisions. And the octopus has also been known to mimic what people do. So if you are outside their cage and you open a jar and put that jar in the cage, they will mimic and actually learn how to open things. Octopus are extremely smart, and I don't think they're talked about as much as they should be. If you want to see any pictures from this episode or check out any of those books that I talked about, about the escape artist, there were several books I found about the octopus escaping. Head over to our website, mysterykidspodcast.com and head over to this specific episode. There you can check out the books and pictures to know more about these fun stories. Also, if you become a patron, you can get a bonus episode every single month. So for $5, you get a bonus episode through the Patreon. It's pretty amazing. Check out the show notes below or head to patreon.com and look for the Mystery Kids podcast. The bonus episode for November is actually going to be about the attack of the emus. There is a war 
against the emus in Australia in 1932. And emus are the second largest bird in the world. This is going to be hilarious and fun, and I hope you enjoy it. I hope you have a fantastic time, and we'll see you next time on the Mystery Kids Podcast. Thanks for listening.